Welcome to Lean Strong Radio, the only podcast for women showing you how to upgrade your body, mind, and life using a plant-based diet. We're smart, sophisticated, we think big, and we are rewriting the rules for nutrition and success in life. Join me, your host, Nikki Riot, as I break down how to have more energy, less stress, and create the life and body of your dreams. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lean Strong Radio. I'm your host, Nikki Riot, and thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I hope you guys had an awesome weekend. Um, I can't tell you what we did because I'm recording this before the weekend, Um, but I'm recording this in April of 2020, so the likelihood that we did approximately nothing is probably pretty good. Uh, But either way, I hope you guys had an awesome weekend and are looking forward to a good week. So today, I'm super excited to talk to you guys about um, this topic today. It's something that I love. I mean, I only talk about topics that I love, but Food, the way food works and the way our body works is something that really fascinates me. And I think it eludes a lot of people. And so I like to learn about it and then simplify it, teach you guys so that you can implement that to get the results that you desire in your life. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. And today we're going to learn all about macros. So really like a macro 101. And the reason that you need to understand this is if you have a body goal, if you have a physique goal. um, And sometimes, I mean, obviously we all have health goals. I'm just making that standard assumption that if you listen to this podcast, you care about your health. Um, But so we always want to do things like we want a hot body. We want, you know, all that, but we want to do it the right way, the the healthiest way we possibly can, um, taking all things into consideration. But anyways, if you have a body goal or a physique goal, your ability ability to calculate and adjust your macros is what will help determine what your physique will look like. So when you understand this, then you can manipulate those, those macronutrients into different balances and all those types of things to create a result that you desire, you know, within reason. Let me see. Just because you know your macros and like hit your macros doesn't guarantee you can have a result. Um, you know, but it puts you on the right track to knowing what to do and being able to make adjustments to where you look and you feel your best and you find where those two things intersect. And then you just, you then have, you know, some metrics, if you will, um, for how to stay there. Cause once we find that sweet spot, you know, we really want to try and stay in that. That's kind of the name of the game, right? So, all right, let's dive in. Okay. So the human body is so remarkably adept. Oh, and let me back up. So I'm going to teach you what macronutrients are. I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, just like different types of um, strategies and then how you can get started tracking yours, learning what your body likes, responds to all of that. So make sure to hang out um, and stick through all the way to the end because I'll give you guys some like things to do, some action items, if you will. Okay. So our bodies are super adept at making do with whatever type of food is available. Like it can survive on a variety of foods or diets, you know, which is obviously a vital thing that we've been able to adapt over however many years um, because of conditions where like food sources were scarce or unpredictable. So that's why, you know, you see like 
7 million different types of diet. It's like, oh, I don't know, Whole30 or like paleo or like carnivore or vegan or, you know, whatever. And like you can survive. I mean, some guy like literally ate like McDonald's for 30 days straight. He survived. I mean, obviously he wasn't healthy, but, you know, your body can't and his body adapted. (laughs) Um, So that's just proof that your body will adapt to whatever input you put into it or whatever stress or environment or whatever um, that you are in. So that's something to be super intentional about. If you know that your body adapts to input, be really intentional that whatever you're putting into your body is something that you want it to adapt to. You know, and sometimes like we want it to adapt to certain things that we've got to put it under certain amounts of stress, like a workout um, or like doing mindset work that's sometimes not fun or easy. Like we want it to adapt to the, that uh, next level. So we've got to put it under certain conditions in order for it to be able to do, to do that. But I'm saying be intentional because if you know it adapts to bad foods and you're going to get the result of feeling like crap and not looking your very best, then you're just going to be a little bit more intentional about it, right? So my hope is that if I can like open your eyes or show you guys how amazing our bodies are um, and how kind of some of this works, that you will just be very inspired to put a like set a high standard for the quality of things that you put in it. You know what I'm saying? not saying you can't ever have like, obviously like Mexican food or a donut or margaritas, whatever. I'm not saying that. Just saying 99% of the time you want to be putting high quality things into your body because you want it to adapt to those good things. Okay. All right. So our bodies were able to adapt to like lots of different things back in the day because like people had to like grow their own food, you know? Um, And so our bodies could can adapt when in times of no food and then how it adapts and stays alive when there are times of no food, but then what it does when there are times of too much food, like is what we see for the most part in the world that we live in today, you know, mostly calories, food is mostly abundant and not super high quality. Um, even, you know, so we've all been able to stay alive, but we're not the healthiest we've ever been. Um, so understanding these basic macronutrients are going to help you make a better choice when it comes to your own diets. And then um, when you start getting a feel for this, then you can start making adjustments to start tweaking, getting results to how you look and how you feel. So let's break down how this works. Okay. Um, the three macronutrients are protein, carbohydrates, and fats. I'm going to share with you what each does in your body, but those are macronutrients. There are also micronutrients. It's like vitamins and minerals, but we won't talk about that in this podcast. But um, anytime you take in calories, so whether you eat or whether you drink something with calories, um, it starts the process of metabolism. So that's the process of your body. It's a series of chemical reactions of your body beginning to break down that food so it can use it. So it's like in a little factory, like little Oompa Loompas go in there and like start disassembling the food and sending it off, shuttling it off um, to the different departments that that need it. Okay. Um, and there are, we're going to talk about this in another podcast because this is like, I get questioned about this a lot, um, is how to increase your metabolism. And so you absolutely, there are a lot of things that you can do to increase the efficiency of your metabolism and how well you process foods and how well you burn body fat, all that kind of stuff. A lot of it has to do with your liver, which a lot of people don't, don't know that, um, your workouts, you know, how many calories you're taking in a day. And then of course, what foods you're eating matter as well. But I'll do another um, podcast or maybe a video on how to increase your metabolism. Um, But anyways, that's kind of, it's anytime you take in calories, it starts, starts the machine up, starts the process up. 
All right. Now, all foods are made up of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. So there's some balance of like all uh, those macronutrients in all foods. Now, if you have a certain, like whatever, how do I put this? Like whatever is the dominant macronutrient is typically what classifies that food. So for instance, peanut butter. Peanut butter has like 16 grams of fat. I don't know how many carbs. Everyone is different. Um, if you get like standard like GIF or whatever, it's going to have carbs in it because they put sugar in it. Um, and then like seven grams of protein, I think in two tablespoons, 16 grams of fat, whatever, how many carbs, it's like four maybe. And then seven grams of protein. I cannot tell you how many people erroneously believe <laughs> that peanut butter is a protein. Peanut butter is not a protein. Peanut butter is a fat. So it is primarily fat. Does it have protein in it? Yes, but it is uh, not a protein. It is a fat. So I see a lot of people will be like, oh, I got my protein my, in my carb today. And it's like, you know, some peanut butter on bread. And I'm like, mm, no, there's really, you, you don't have a whole lot going on there. You've got carbs and you've got fat. <laughs> so anyways, I will not fight that fire or like start that firestorm again um, because I posted, it's been a couple years ago on social media that protein was not, or peanut butter was not a protein and the internet lost their mind. So so we're not going to get into that on today's episode, but know that uh, peanut butter is a fat because that is the predominant, that is the dominant macronutrient in that food. All right. So anyways, um, let's start with, or uh, let me tell you this. So fundamentally, if all three nutrients, if protein, fat, and carbohydrates are all abundant in your diet, meaning you're not on a low carb diet or a low fat fat diet or a low protein diet, they're all abundant. Um, Carbs, carbohydrates, and fats will be used primarily for energy, while protein is what is going to kind of provide the raw materials for making hormones, uh, lean muscle tissue, and then other biological things. So that's kind of how that works. Okay. Let's talk about protein uh, first. So proteins in food, um, after you eat them, they're broken down into amino acids. Those are like the little building blocks of protein. So they're broken down and those are used, amino acids are used, um, for things like, uh, you know, obviously building muscle, but catalyzing certain chemical reactions, uh, facilitating communication between different cells in your body or transporting things from molecules, you know, certain molecules from, here to there. Um, so protein does a lot more than just build muscle. So it is very important. Um, a lot of people that I work with do not get enough protein, um, for what they, to, for one, what they need. And then some that do get enough protein for quote, what they need, they don't need enough protein to match their activity levels or their goals. So what I see a lot is just women that just don't eat I mean, they'll maybe have like 40 grams of protein a day, which is what is just too low. So I think I can't remember like what FDA or whatever, USDA or something that sets, you know, like government guidelines, whatever. I don't know. I mean, should we even take those seriously anymore? I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, but um, they say that the minimum amount and a dietitian would probably agree with me. So if you're a dietitian listening to this and if I'm correct, holler if you hear me. If not, for sure, let me know. But I'm pretty sure we're correct on this. Um, the last time I checked and, and did the fact checking was the average female, like average height, 
you know, like five, seven, I think it is average weight, like 135 and average activity level, meaning she does some sort of activity for 30 to 60 minutes, three days a week. Nothing crazy. We're not talking like boot camp type classes or anything like that. We're just talking like average activity levels. Um, needs no less than 46 grams of protein a day. So I would just say round it up to 50. And I say like, if you're not working out or if you're just doing like yoga or something like that, like um, if you've got a pretty sedentary job, like you have to get at least 50 grams of protein in, in a day. I think it's 70 for men. Um, it could be a little less than that, but, um, but it's somewhere around there for the average male. If you're working out, you definitely need more protein. Um, but you know, the average person does not that I work with usually does not get enough protein. Um, so anyways, it's super important and you'll find out why, you know, here more in just a second, but so that's protein. Okay. Let's talk about fat. Fats will typically provide more than half of the body's energy needs. So fat from food, uh, is broken down into fatty acids. So just like those protein molecules were broken or th those proteins were broken into amino acids, fats that you eat are going to be broken down into fatty acids. Now those are going to travel in your blood, like be broken down. They're going to be floating through your bloodstream and they're going to be taken up by hungry cells, like fat hungry cells. So cells that need fatty acids to, to do what they need to do, um, will gobble up those cells. Now, once They've done what they needed to do. The ones, the fatty acids that aren't needed anymore, like right away, they're going to be packaged in these bundles called triglycerides, and then they're going to be stored in fat cells, which have unlimited capacity. Okay, and what I mean by that is um, your body can like create and store as many fat cells as needed. So if you have not listened, I think I did a podcast called, I think it's called How Your Body Works. Um, but it takes that notion of the false notion of like fat loss and it, calories in, calories out, you know, like that people think that that's how your body works is just calories in, calories. It doesn't. If it were that simple, we would all be a lot thinner right now. <laughs> um, but that's not how your body works. The part of that is true, but that's not the full truth. So anyways, I did a podcast on kind of how your body uses and stores calories. So go back and check that out after you listen to this one um, if you haven't. But basically, if we think about like uh, if your body is still got all these fat cells or these fatty acids, you know, running around the bloodstream and it doesn't need them, doesn't whatever, it's going to have a place to store them. It's not like, unfortunately, we're not just going to like, you know, pee them out or anything. So it's, your body's got to store them. It will create, create, keep creating fat cells, which is how people get overweight and accumulate a lot of body fat stores. It's kind of like uh, the, the analogy that I use in that podcast is like, um, your fat stores are like the deep freezers. So like you put food that you don't need right away in the deep freezer. It's the same thing that your body is doing here. And if you need more space, you've got food that you don't need right away. You need, you need more space. You just go buy another deep freezer and put it out in the garage. And you can do that as much as you need um, until you start using up some of that food, right? So your body works in a very, your body fat storage works in that exact same way. Um, so there are ways that you can, you know, hack that and, help your body use up, which is good news, right? If you know that like all body fat is, is just stored energy. Well, knowing how to balance your macronutrients, knowing the right foods to eat, knowing that some of those nutritional strategies, like everything we teach in Lean Strong, if you know how to do that, then you can fast track your fat loss because you can basically teach, like manipulate these in a healthy way to help your body be like, oh, 
well, this isn't present, so I need to go in those stored fat cells to get energy. And so that's how we burn body fat is when our energy needs exceed what is available. So it'll have to go to the, the freezer and get it out to, to use for energy. All right. So, all right, let's talk about carbohydrates. So carbohydrates, um, where fat can be stored in unlimited capacity, carbs can only be stored in limited quantities. Okay. Kind of, so to speak, <laughs> but let me explain. So Carbs are your body's like quick source of energy, all right? It's the thing that it's going to look for first to burn energy. Um, so it's like you eat, you know, like peanut butter and jelly or something. Your body is going to immediately, for whatever energy you're needing right now, your body is going to use that food that you just ate for that energy right now, okay? Um, but we can only store, so where we can store unlimited fat cells, um, you can only store like a day or two worth of energy of, of your carbohydrates. Okay. Now your carbohydrates. So like I said, the food you ingest, it's going to eat, if you eat carbs, it's going to burn whatever you need to burn, you know, right away. And I don't mean like immediately, I mean, within a few hours, you know, like workout or whatever in a few, a few hours, but whatever you don't need, it's going to get stored now. Um, and let me back up a little bit. So when you eat carbohydrates, just like protein was broken down into amino acids, fats were broken down into fatty acids, pro, uh, carbohydrates are going to get broken down into glucose molecules, sugar. And so then when it's broken down into that sugar, then your body can start to use it. Um, it's going to be absorbed through the intestinal wall, the, the walls of your uh, small intestine. There we go. <laughs> um, and so it's going to be broken down into, to, into that sugar, and then it's going to be able to be used. Um, your brain can use glucose for energy, obviously your, your cells. And uh, carbohydrates are very important for a lot of other biochemical processes as well. But let's talk about how carbohydrates are stored. Like if we know it's an energy source, and in today's world, most people take in more energy than what they're expending. And so if you're eating a diet that's high in carbohydrates, or if you're just taking in too many in general, and you're not burning those off, you're not active enough to be using those, then your body is going to store them. So the first place it's going to store them is in the liver, um, and then it's going to store it as in the, in the muscles. And that those stored carbohydrates, stored glucose, I guess, is called glycogen. So it's stored as glycogen in the liver and in the muscles. All right. But you can't store, you can only store one or two days worth of energy in the liver and in the muscles. So what happens when those are full? Well, it's going to get converted into body fat and go to that long-term storage. You know, it's going to go into the freezer. And so if you're eating a diet that is high in fat, that is high in carbohydrates, and you're not you, your, your energy levels aren't high enough to use those things for energy, it's going to get stored as body fat. Um, also, if you, because you might be saying, oh my gosh, Nikki, well, I work out all the time and I literally, I don't eat any carbs. I don't eat any fat and I barely don't eat any protein. <laughs> all you've done, if you're not eating enough calories um, to give your body that energy, you've just lowered your metabolism. So you've become... You've taught your body to be very efficient um, and hold on to the energy, that stored energy, because it doesn't know when you might need it. And so it's gone into like scarcity mode. And so if you're somebody that's you're like, well, Nikki, I don't eat carbs and I'm still 
overweight or I don't eat fat and I'm still overweight. More than likely what you've done is probably eat too few calories over a long period of time and you've um, quote unquote wrecked your metabolism. It's okay because you can fix it. You just have to know what to do. Um, but that's probably what's happening. But a lot of people will unknowingly or just not know this and they'll just be eating too many carbs and like too much chips and guac. Like <laughs> the deadly combination because it's high fat and high carbs. So um, again, go back and listen to that episode because I get a little bit more into the carbohydrate, like, you know, how it spikes your insulin and what goes on there. Um, so make sure you go back and listen to that episode. Of, I'm almost positive it's called How Your Body Works. But anyway, so that's kind of how those three macronutrients work. So if you know that um, now that excess fatty acids in the bloodstream and excess glucose in the bloodstream gets stored as body fat, well, if you know how that process works, then if you think about like, okay, well, if I want to use that stored body fat, what do I need to do in order to be able to do that? So it makes sense that you know, in the presence or in the, when, when carbohydrates are scarce, you know, when you're not feeding it carbohydrates, when you're not eating a lot of carbohydrates, the body is going to run on those fats because that's its next fuel source, right? Um, but then if your energy needs still exceed those provided, you know, um, more so than what you're even eating in the diet, then your body is going to go to body fat, the stored body fat to break that down um, and use that for energy, which is what you know, which is what we want. We want to one, use up all the stored body fat. We want to get to a lean physique, whatever that our goal is in terms of a percentage of a body fat, wherever we feel like we look good and we feel good, we're happy and all those things. And then we want to eat in a way that we don't accumulate more stored body fat, right? So if you think about it, like, so Fats are a welcome source of energy in most of the body. Um, we're going to switch gears just a little bit here, but there are a few cells because I do want to make note of this. Um, there are some cells like your brain cells that do have some special needs. And so your body has this cool mechanism. Um, your brain, I told you earlier, your brain can run on glucose. It can run on carbohydrates for fuel, um, but they can't run on those fatty acids directly. So let's just say you are eating a low-carbohydrate diet because you want to burn body fat. There are many, many other advantages of eating a low-carbohydrate diet. We won't get into that, but let's just say that's what you're doing. You're eating a low-carbohydrate diet um, to burn some body fat. Well, based on also what I just told you, um, if you need to still eat an adequate amount of calories so you don't wreck your metabolism. You're going to need a certain amount of protein, bare minimum, if you're not doing a ton of activity, I mean, bare minimum 50 grams. Um, I even say that's on the low end. I always just recommend 60 for my clients, but for somebody that's not active, you know, um, you're still going to need to get enough calories in. So if you're dropping your carbohydrates, you're going to need to replace those calories with good, healthy fats. So you're still consuming enough calories uh, that you're not wrecking your metabolism, but you're not eating so many carbohydrates. You're forcing your body to use body fat for storage. But if you're going low carbohydrate, um, your brain still needs fuel and it can't use just fatty acids. So your body instead has to make these kind of fat-like molecules. They're called ketone bodies. Now your body, your brain actually um, runs super, super efficiently off of ketone bodies, which is why you hear a lot of people um, that are just like huge proponents of a low-carb 
high fat. That's why it's called a ketogenic diet. A lot of people say that just really helps increase their focus. And obviously it helps them get lean and all of those things. Everybody is different. Um, I'm not saying you can't lose body fat on a high carbohydrate diet. You just have to be working out quite a bit. So there's a, there's just different strategies for, uh, you know, for different scenarios. So I don't think that there's one that's like, quote unquote, better than the other when it comes to macronutrient strategies, because there are, are several different ones. Um, like a low carb, high fat, moderate protein, or like a high carb, low fat. You just don't want to do high carb and high fat. That's a recipe for, for fat accumulation for sure. Um, but I'm not saying that one is really better than the other. It's everybody is different. Um, and one can be definitely more effective for you personally, but it depends a lot on what your lifestyle looks like, what your activity looks like. You know, all of those types of things have to go and consider, be considered into a strategy. We, with Lean Strong, we've just figured out this is what works for the majority of women, and they definitely require tweaks. But it's a low-carbohydrate, high-fat, plant-based diet with some other nutritional strategies around that that like just, it's the fastest way to burn body fat. It's the fastest way to get the body that you want um, or that you're looking for. And then it need, things need to be adjusted, you know, as you meet your goals and things like that. But anyways, that's kind of how, the, or that is how macronutrients work. Now here, if you want to get started in tracking your macronutrients and starting to work towards your goals, um, the first thing you need to do is just know what you're eating now. So I recommend that you just download either the free version of MyFitnessPal, or if you think you are going to go low carbohydrate and you want to track um, some of your carbohydrates in a little bit of a different way, you can download an app called Chronometer. I'll link to both of those in the show notes. Um, but just start inputting the foods that you're eating, and you're, you'll get a feel for what type of macronutrients or what is in like most common foods. And so you'll be like, oh my gosh peanut butter, like no wonder I'm gaining weights because peanut butter has 16 grams of fat, which is, you know, 200 some odd calories. And I'm, I'm eating high fat and high carb, you know? And so you'd be like, oh, okay. I can't do both. So I got to do one or the other. And so that'll help give you like a reference point to start making some adjustments or you might see that you're not even eating consistently. Maybe you're not even eating 50 or 60 grams of protein. Like that's probably where you want to start is making sure that you're getting enough protein in every single day. But then you can start to really work a plan or work a strategy that's going to help you meet your goals. So you're not just like kind of wandering around out there, you know? So I hope you guys found that helpful. It's definitely longer than I wanted it to be. But if you have any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram. That's where I'm most active for sure. You can find me. It's Nikki, N-I-K-I dot Riot, R-I-A-T. Um, I'll link to that in the show notes. But if you liked this episode and you want more of this kind of stuff, make sure to subscribe and leave me a rating. It helps me know you know, like what kind of topics you guys like. And, um, so I can make sure to dive deeper into that and the type of content that I can give you guys to help move you forward and to build a body and a life that you love. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week and I'll see you on the next one. All right. Bye guys. Lean Strong Radio is the elevated conversation about nutrition and the modern woman. And I'm honored you've tuned in until next time.